Hello and good evening. Hi. So this is now episode... 95. 95, because we had some weird quirk on 94. Yes. We yes. Did, a, did like a 94 and 90 in one or something. Yeah, yeah, we kind of blended them, but <laughs> nobody cares. But, uh, uh, apart from us. Okay. So, yeah. Does that mean that we've got to do 366 now? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> in fact, episode 79 is still missing. Oh no. So make that 367. <laughs> this is boring to anybody listening to this right now. This is only a me and you conversation. So, anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Um, how to, well, it's Marketing Monday, so how to... So what? Marketing Monday. Marketing Monday. How to feed a starving crowd. Right, Yeah. Which is actually a book um, by Robert Co- uh, Cooney, Cooney, yeah. Um, but it's 2014, so it's quite an old book in terms of how fast marketing moves. Right. Um, but it's still a very um, relevant concept. And the reason I kind of thought of this was because um, we've been growing, say it, for the last uh, what eight months now? No, not that long. We launched. We launched say it in <laughs> October. Okay, so what's that? November, December, January. Oh my goodness, only four months. Gosh, it feels longer. It feels it? like a lot longer it does, than four doesn't months. It? Yeah. Um, and um, and, and you, we've talked about um, market fit, right? Product market fit before. Yeah, and uh, yeah, product market fit. Yeah, and and finding the niche and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So if you're new to us, uh, say it is a video um, collection uh, content service. <laughs> For um, is this your three, eight words? <laughs> no, well, I'm trying to describe it in a different way because for the business side, so you say it can be for businesses. Uh, we we have it as a gift service for um, to present meaningful video content to somebody for say for like for example Mother's Day is coming up, mm. um, and there's lots of different uses. And we did um, a, a whole section on the care industry because uh, in the UK in particular, the care home industry was going through a crisis where because of coronavirus, people couldn't see their relatives. So we created a, a set separate platform for that industry so we've kind of evolved haven't we over the last few months into say it being this kind of tool that can be used where video content is relevant and needed and um, for example we're now um, working with the recruitment sector where they've got a demand um, they've got too many candidates because again of coronavirus and what it's done to jobs and, and industry um, and so therefore the, but they can't physically see them um, and even when the world is open again it's still very challenging for them to see so many people so video interviews is a really big thing and because um, it's taken it's taken them a lot of time and exactly. pain to resolve that issue. Yeah, it? and they're just kind of skimming through CVs, and it's not fair on the candidates or anything. So, so that is an example of a starving crowd, right? And um, well, they're starving in that there's a need. There's a, yeah, there's a very powerful pain exactly. that they're trying. They need resolved. So, I kind of wanted to cover that today because. Um, there's lots of things that we want Say It to do. And I still really like the gift market side of it because people love the video cards that they get because we've got these physical video cards for people to leave their video messages. Well, and the feedback we get on that is exactly. mind-blowing, isn't it? Like yeah. when we get the emotional response we get from our customers who use it as personal gift service. Yeah. Is phenomenal. It's like the best reviews you could ever hope for in yeah. any business. Exactly. It? And... Connected care is still really important, the care side of things. But there's two of us. And exactly. a week ago in the UK, um, the government announced their kind of strategy for coming out of uh, the lockdown in, in COVID times, 
which has increased our other business, Smiley Booth. Which is our photo booth hire so, company, events-based company that we franchised across the UK and Europe. Exactly. So you, you have to kind of focus, mm. uh, and which we've spoken about on this podcast before, right? You can't, yeah, yeah. You can't be all things to all people. You can't do everything at once. So that kind of got me thinking, and I, and I was just kind of going through the pros and cons of different markets and, and where we should be focusing. And, and again, same for Smiley Booth as well, you know, right? Yeah. Where, where should we be focusing? And this concept of feeding a starving crowd, which I've known for years, but just really kind of sat with me. And it's, it's as simple as saying to someone, you wouldn't cook dinner for people if they're not hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that simple. And yeah, it's like, it so stop trying to give people a service that yes, they might think, oh, wow, that's lovely, but they don't need it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I hadn't heard of the term feed a starving crowd like or at least being conscious of, of that yeah. term I, people may have said it around me and i've just i've just not been aware of it and it was said to us wasn't it mm. um in a in a recent um meeting we were having with somebody about say it and strategy and all of that for that company and um and they said that they said that and it just it was like being hit in between the eyes wasn't yeah. it it was like oh yeah because and that's part, that's the biggest challenge when you have a startup or a business that you believe in. It's very easy to be, to think, well, this can apply to anyone. Mm. Because you have this like feel good problem solving thing about it. And you can identify a million different people, different types of scenarios that, mm. that would suit. Yeah. And in one level, you might think, well, that's, that's an amazing opportunity and what an amazing thing to have that it could do all of those things. But from a from a communication stroke marketing stroke getting customer type strategy, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Because it means that you basically just work a, a small percentage of effectiveness across a hundred different markets, blow your budgets and never make any money at well, all. Well, it's a definition of throwing a pebble in the ocean, isn't it? it just, oh, it's a nightmare. It's, it's whereas you want to be throwing like a whacking great boulder in a true pond <laughs> yeah exactly right it's that and and we're, and we're definitely guilty of it. we're not guilty of it i think everybody's everybody has that initial challenge when they're trying to establish like who who whose pain do we solve the most the fastest and the easiest mm. like uh how can and how can we communicate to them really easily and and that and and you don't have to be pigeonholed into that niche for the rest of your business life. I think no. that's the other mistake yeah. you make, isn't it? You go, you go. Oh, okay. Like we've said, we say it. We've got all of these channels yeah. that we know. The moment we introduce it to any one of these channels, the yeah. feedback's amazing. But the way the Say It platform has been, how we've built it, is it can be like kind of just remolded into a different thing yeah. to suit a new market, yeah. can't it? So that the the user experience can be very different. For somebody else to another well, and, and the same with say it with um, brand activations. You know when we were talking to a couple of our franchisees. You mean Smiley Booth. Yeah, did I say say it? You Sorry. Say it. Same with Smiley Booth. Yeah, when we were talking to a couple of our franchisees earlier today. Yeah. Um, you know the the brand activation. One of our franchisees was saying, "Well, I don't quite know what to say to customers because it can do so many things." Exactly. And, and well, they were paralysed by it. Yeah. So we had one. It was interesting because one of the franchisees that we were on the call this afternoon with has a real kind of. Yeah, just throw me at it. Yeah. Attitude. It's like, just throw me in the deep end and I'll work out how to swim. It's, yeah. it's not a problem. Whereas um, this other franchisee that was on the conference call at the time, she's very familiar with 
okay, I need to understand my product and service inside out and I know I need to know exactly what script I say to get this result. And yeah. so this concept of being thrown in the deep end was really intimidating for her, yeah. wasn't it? And but and she needed reassurances from us and the other franchisees to say, It's okay, yeah, you're yeah. all right, you can just you've gotta just throw yourself into it sometimes. And I think we're the reason why the recruitment sector for say it works really well for us is because we didn't re- we knew that there was something there and it wasn't until we started reaching out to actual recruitment professionals mm. and saying to the, and, and we were quite honest we were like look we have a solution here that we think is a, a problem solver for you but but we're not you mm. so you tell us what it needs to do and we t- and and we'll see if that's even possible and you tell us if we're just barking up the wrong tree and, and we were very open and honest mm. with them weren't we and they were like, if you can do this, this, and this, this is my worst pain at the moment. So if you can solve that, and and we were like, well, we can do all of those things. And what you're doing by asking them what they need is they're telling you how hungry they are, how starving mm-hmm. they are for yeah. that that problem to be solved. But they're also doing something else for you, and that's they're giving you the solutions to objection handling down the road with the next person you're going to pitch to. Yeah. You know, they're telling you, well, if you solve this problem, I'll buy. Mm. So, so you go to the next guy and the guy's, well, I'm not sure. And it's like, well, we solved this problem, then they'll probably yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of where I'm going um, with this. It's like, where do you find those um, starving crowds? And um, one of the other reasons that this came about was um, I was on a, a group, uh, just a fun call with, with my family, that a lot of my family are in the States. Um, so obviously we don't get to see each other, especially not at the moment. Um, so as a kind of belated birthday celebration for myself, we, we did a group, um, what's it called, escape room. And um, and it was really good fun. But before... It was strange though, because you all had to stand in cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, um, but before we, we kind of got online, we were just chatting and um, they're all in different parts of, well, mostly in different parts of America. And so I was just asking them, you know, how's things in, in your state or whatever in terms of like the lockdown? Are, are your kids at school? Are things open? You know, how? Yeah, because in the UK right now, we're in first, first of March now and um, everything's locked down. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. And it really surprised me how open it was. Um, and we've got friends in Dubai and everything's kind of normal there. Uh, in France, we're kind of like a halfway house. We're not open, but we're certainly not as locked down as England is. And it, it just occurred to me that you shouldn't necessarily, like all the people that are, uh, not all the people, obviously, because it depends on your industry, but lots of people that struggle in England, you should be looking at other markets. How can you serve other people where things might be normal and not necessarily open, but the economy might be stronger or whatever it is. So looking outside of your immediate kind of bubble where you're being fed all the bad information by the media and all of that kind of stuff is, is really important as, as one of the places that you could identify your starving crowd. Yeah, and outside your bubble can seem really intimidating, right? Mm. It can seem like, oh, well, that's obviously going to have an enormous amount of red tape or it's going to be yeah. enormously complicated to work, like to work out how to even deploy my service or product in that area. But it, it often isn't. And um, a, a great example of this was our friend in Dubai. Mm-hmm right in the middle of this lockdown in the UK. So a big chunk of our business for Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire is, is UK based. So a big chunk of our franchisees are situated in the UK. And the problem with the UK at the moment, and that, that and has been the case certainly for uh, the whole of 2021 so far, is they're in a real strong lockdown. You can't do anything. Mm. And um, so they're obviously in a situation where 
Like the idea of us, for example, we get franchise uh, promotion companies, franchise marketing companies coming to us on a regular basis. And they have done since the beginning of this year saying, why don't you start advertising for franchises? And because the franchising market is booming at the moment, everyone's really interested in inquiring on it. And we said, until there's a, a direct change by government policy, then um, we don't think it's ethically correct no. to pursue the uh, recruitment of franchisees. And while we're having that conversation, our friend in Dubai was uh, on the phone to us and he was saying, it's completely open over here. Yeah. Just open up franchisees over here. There's people looking for uh, investment opportunities, business opportunities, just set up here. And he, and because we knew him, or we know him rather, and he's over there, he was going through all the business strategies over there, yeah. all the policies over there, and it's very appealing. So how we wouldn't necessarily have immediately yeah. jumped at that, right? And I think it probably does help that we travelled as well. We're not as intimidated by, because that was one of the reasons that we travelled, right, was yeah. to look at other territories for Smiley Boo. Yeah. Um, so we're not as intimidated by setting up a business in another country. That That's no. not something that hugely phases us but my point is just look outside of your immediate bubbles and it doesn't have to be a country it might just be your industry so a couple of examples i can give from um some ladies i've been in in clubhouse rooms recently with oh, clubhouse. and you had, had to get it in there <laughs> um <laughs> uh, there was there's one lady uh, and i'm sorry i'm not going to remember names because there's, there's too many people but I, I do tend to remember businesses rather than names which is a bit sad really. yeah that is but um <laughs> but she unless uh, it's a spanx lady no, it's not her. <laughs> she, uh, this lady had, uh, was a photographer um, and uh, did very well in, in photography world, as it were, until obviously the lockdown and her business dried up. And so she started offering people how to do um, smartphone photography right. uh, virtually. Okay. So what she does is she just goes off around London where she lives um, right. and taking photos using her smartphone and telling, teaching people how to get the best out of their smartphones. Like, And that's been a really big thing because obviously people are at home and yeah, all they've yeah, got yeah. to really do is wander around in nature. That's the only thing you're kind of allowed to do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's been a, a really big I, thing for her. I think there's been a big boom for coaching. Mm -hmm. over the or teaching of all sorts yeah yeah because well sorry just to interrupt there but my other example um was a a lady that was a makeup artist right and she started giving tutorials on makeup online right i see so um you know but but they the customers are there they haven't just done these things and hoped they'd be customers you know they've found their starving crowd these people that are needing this service and both of them i said to them you know when the world goes back to normal are you going to be doing still doing this and they said absolutely yeah 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 well, and it can also be, um, it's a bit like, uh, so we, when we started Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire, um, we started that in 2008, and we actually had, we were the one of, if not the first, Photo Booth Hire company in the UK back in 2008, and we saw it at a wedding, the, the, the idea of having a photo booth at an event was at a wedding mm-hmm. in, in America, and um, we brought it across the UK. Now, we, we determined that um, it would be weddings, that would be the market that we would approach. Yeah. But others in our, uh, who then came into the industry, went, no, we're going to go corporate route. Yeah. We're going to do all of that. And they were having an entirely, they had the, effectively the same business, the same model. They could deliver the same service. Yeah. But they just went to an entirely different market uh, within uh, and offered that same product. A very different price point, um, very and, a di- and just used a different language yeah. around what they were doing, yeah. and 
And it's amazing how like the bubble doesn't necessarily have to be, um, as you say, it doesn't have to be a different country or anything like that. It can just literally be a different market fit. Yeah, definitely. That, that just just needs speaking to in a, in a different way. And I think that goes back to um, one of the problems that we found in our business. God, I think it was like 2013 or something like that. We were... We were doing all right. We had a lot of traffic going to the website. We were converting a lot of deals, but the website was trying to be a, be all things to all people. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And, and what we realised is that the language, there was there was it was it was the equivalent of someone speaking English or French. Yeah. Basically, it's like the, neither market understood each other. So we were getting, for example, we'd have a bride to be land on the Smiley Booth Photo Booth hire website, and if and the website had. A, in all honesty, kind of a wedding, lean. a, a yeah. wedding stroke adult party type lean, yeah. right? A thirties, forties, fifties. I was going to say party. not that kind of adult. Not, ad, not that, yeah, <laughs> no, not adult, adult. Um, I'm talking like birthday party adults, but it had that kind of lean. Yeah. So anybody that was getting married or had a big birthday coming up, it's the website spoke really well for that. But there was another market which was bar mitzvahs which mm. they had a very specific m- messaging that they required before they booked us. Yeah. And the moment we tapped into that market, it was incredibly lucrative yeah. for us as a business. And then, but then we had the corporate market that were looking for very specific needs, well, problem-solving solutions for their corporate activations. Yeah. But going to a wedding-stroke party-type website completely alienated them. Yeah. So... It, that's the thing you've got to do when you start looking around your... And that's what we're doing with, with Say It, right? Yeah. We're looking at, right, we have the recruitment sector, mm-hmm. we have the care sector at the moment, we have the private sector. Well, moment. so much so that we're actually going to be calling them entirely different names, like mm. within the umbrella of one brand, so that they really do talk to that very specific market. Yeah, and that's... it's important to understand that the service that they're receiving is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So... I'm being a bit disingenuous when I say about the photo booths, for example, and, oh, the corporate get the same as a private wedding. Well, they don't, because there's a... Certainly in it's today's... It's the fundamentals world, that are the same. Yeah, the, 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 you turn up with the same kit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, the service is different, but the fundamental... Yeah, the software yeah. is very different. Yeah. The experience that they have with mm-hmm. it and what it can do is very different. Yeah. So it's just that the physical kit is the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Um, and, but that's the same with Say It, right? Mm-hmm. The... The physical platform the is the same blocks, thing, yeah. but they may as well be going onto Apple or Microsoft, you yeah. know, in terms of the experience they have. It's it's like night and day. It's yeah. two different things. Yeah, exactly. So um, I want to just cover a, a few, um, aside from going into a different um, geographical market or or just a type of market, um, there's, some, uh, there's four other kind of tricks that I just want to um, highlight for finding your starving crowd. You may be thinking, oh, that sounds all very good, but where on earth do I start? Yeah. Um, so these are just tricks. That, they come from the book originally. Um, they've, they've been um, kind of updated for, for now because uh, Robert Cooney keeps a blog uh, of the same name, Feed, right. Feed a Starving Crowd, so that it's obviously more up to date. Um, so the first is to go to Google Trends, um, but you could also do things like Twitter Trends, um, does LinkedIn have trends? I don't think it does, does it? It's just just Twitter. But find find the things that are trending. We um, really pants on tw- on LinkedIn. We need to get so much better. At LinkedIn. Well, we've got a LinkedIn expert coming on to. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the podcast. 
I think it might be as soon as next week because we're in March now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Gosh. Anyway, um, Google Trends. Uh, so, yeah, find things that are trending because obviously they're the things that people are talking about. What What is, for example, just, just with Say It, video is booming. And we kind of knew that anyway um, and before we started Say It, but that wasn't actually the reason for doing it. Maybe it was subconsciously. Um, but we've, but it's very much on trend. We, yeah, I mean, we've had... God, I'd say what, since 2016, mm. we've had the importance of video it, it drummed into us yeah. on a pretty compelling well, way. Well, and Smiley Boots is obviously very set up for video as well and, and yeah. um, you know, it's very easy to build video into the activations with Smiley Boots. It's the same equipment. So, um, so yes, yeah, so, so things that are on trends, that's where you're going to find um, your starving crowds, people that need your service, people that are talking about your service, people that are looking for solutions that you can deliver. Yeah, and... You're, it's no coincidence that you say video and then on trend, as in video is an enormous bracket. Mm. They, we're not saying, oh, someone's selling pink shoes. That's a trending thing. Oh, you're saying I've got to go off and do sell pink shoes. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not what we're saying. It's like, the, think bigger, think yeah. broader in terms of, well, where where is the whole market, move, a whole market moving towards? Yeah, I mean... Obviously, sustainability is, mm-hmm. is a big trend. Homeworking, because obviously everyone's at home. So all of these things that are trends, that's what you're, That's the things that you're kind of looking for. And things that you think are going to last, you know, not just literally a flash in the pan for... Which is the, like your pink shoes, yeah, like, that, whatever it is. It's got yeah. like a couple of weeks. You're looking for things over time. Yeah. Um, so, for example, from the book, um, he wanted to test his theory. So he took his dad's website, who sold... Um, who took... Uh, excess stock from people and resold it. Right. Um, and so he uh, looked at what people might have been searching for over that time and found out that it was a searchable term over years. Right. And, it, and it was very consistent. Right. Um, and then he did Google Trends and uh, keyword analysis as to what people would be typing in. Right. Because there was a certain kind of embarrassment with excess stock you know people just wanted to get rid of it quickly mm-hmm. because it was like they hadn't sold it so mm-hmm. there was all these kind of terms that people well you know, fundamentally it's a, it's a failure in your business strategy exactly. isn't it if you have a business so they that was one of the things that they wanted was it gone quickly without right. much fuss you know so they, he knew what to answer he knew the things that those people needed right. yeah um another um strategy is um so just just before you move on to the next yeah. next one so what because so, People, people won't necessarily, not everybody's going to understand everything that you, the like keyword search keyword and searching, all this kind of yeah. stuff. So what he was identifying, just for those that... I'm glad that, you're going to explain it, not expect me to. Okay. <laughs> so what he was basically saying was, because he was solving the problem of supply. Yes. Essentially, he needed, he needed, he needed his father to have an unlimited supply of great stock first yeah. to be able to resell yeah. at a really good price. Yeah. And and if he could solve those problems, then his father's ability to scale and solve mm-hmm. sell volume is is far greater. Yeah. Right. So but that that's a challenge, right? Because you need to find out well why why are these people exactly. trying to get it's, rid it's of their the stock. Yeah. So what he did was he was like, okay, I need to establish what kind of question, what what are the pains that these people are having? Yeah. What are they concerned about? And then he, he worked out that, oh, 
it's a bit embarrassing to do this. I need things moved fast, all this yeah. kind of stuff. And they don't, like, one well, of the other things was they don't want to lose too much money. They don't want to sell at too much of a loss. Right. So like it's that. like, okay, so we know how they're feeling and what they're thinking. So what type of things, would, what kind of behaviours, what type of questions would they be asking? Where would they be going to satisfy speed, kind of a little bit covert and all this kind of stuff? Where would they be going to do that? Once he'd done his research and identified, well, these are popular places. And by the way, if you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I have to be some inspector, inspector to be able to find this out, a detective. I was going to say inspector gadget. Say, I was going to say what you are going to say, inspector gadget. I was going to say That's inspector gadget. That's a very different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just open up and the hands come out. Well. Um, no, what I was going to say... <laughs> very random you don't have to be a detective sometimes all you need to do is just pick up the phone to one of these guys that are trying to sell it and say tell me the story what's the biggest thing you're worried about what's the biggest concern you've got what's your journey that you take before you get to this point where it's actually being bought you know and that and then he managed to identify oh wow there's certain keywords that they type in on google and it's very common they all tend to use these types of search terms to get this result. So what he did is targeted through Google Ads, which is another long no, story no, no. somewhere else. He didn't do any paid advertising. Oh, just put it on a website. Yeah, just, just oh, all including... he did was tweak the um, homepage of his father's website to include those search terms that people cool. were looking for. Okay, so he just added the terms into his website. Yeah. Okay, so which meant that they ranked yeah. more more than their competition to get access to this stock. So, sorry, I just needed to explain that because yeah, yeah, no, like, it's very easy for us to just assume everybody yeah, knows yeah, what yeah. that is. So. Um, so another great place to find this kind of information is you say you don't have to be a detective, but it, it helps Yeah, it, to, to kind of do this digging. Do the, um, what did um, that Nigel Brocher always said, do the hard work that makes the selling easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so do, do this like undercover and it just makes everything else so much easier. So um, another great place is three star reviews. Um, so whether that's on Amazon, um, three star, review. three star reviews. So whether right. that's on Amazon or, or for products or, or books or whatever, um, whether it's on something like Trustpilot, um, maybe in the travel industry, it's on something like, um, I've forgotten the name of it now, TripAdvisor, um, anything like that, but three star reviews. Um, cause what he was saying is one star and five star are biased, right? One right. star hated it and they're going to just, you can't convert them. They're just going to slag it off. They may have big competitors or whatever. Five star people loved it. Or again, they might be friends right, okay. <laughs> or whatever. But the three star people, they're the ones that will actually take the time to write out quite a lot of information. They enjoyed it enough to want to write a review but they have some constructive criticism. They have some points to make. You never thought about reviews that way. No, I hadn't. Um, but when I when I, I read that information, I was like, that's genius. Yeah. Because that's where you're going to get that information that that could have been better. Yeah. And that needed to change a bit. And oh, only if it had this. Yeah. You know, yeah that's yeah. where you're going to get that info. So I thought that was a really good tip. Yeah, and that's a good way to like, for yeah. For, so so looking at your own service. Mm. So if you're looking, if you're going into a market place for example again using the photo booth hire analogy that we've because we've got smiley booth we could go to a load of three-star reviews on all our competitors Mm -hmm. in in the uk and those customers were saying well i'll be a lot happier if the props that were supplied included this yeah and well it's a great way to find your unique selling point really isn't it and and meet that need but also genius but also if you were just looking at it from if you were looking at expanding your product line and you, you had a, you know, oh, I think these would be really popular, then then go and find those products on, on Amazon and see 
um, you know, what, what the reviews are like yeah, and, yeah. and find the three star ones and, and what, what could be improved in there. Yeah, like that, that. that's really, that's really good idea. Um, another one is um, complaints in forums. So any kind of forum stuff um, or question software, like uh, not software, like platform, like, like Quora, Reddit, Reddit, those kind of places. Um, mums groups are really good for this as well. So like net mums, things like that, um, where people are just asking, you know, people are just yeah. asking questions like, I really need to find a such and such or, mm. you know, this thing always happens to me. Does anyone know a solution? Those kind of questions are people's pain points. Mm. And that's what you want to be addressing. You know, could your product or service be, be a fit? And and not just a one-off, you know, you want to see this kind of repeated question. Well, that's what Netta Talmor did. Yeah. So we did an interview with Netta Talmor. Um, I don't know what the, inter- the episode number is now. It would have been in the 80s. 89, maybe. Yeah. So Netta Talmor, have a look. It was a, Fascinating interview because um, she... no hassle uh, website. Yeah, the interview. and uh, and I think the episode is Netatelm or No Hassle Business or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's built a really successful business. But that and that whole business went from zero, just like not even an idea, to an idea and implemented and running within a month. And that like that's like kind of the headline but what really happened is about a year or two before that she was in forums yeah. answering people's questions just helping out in facebook groups and so on to see like well just giving her advice on stuff and she realized that wow all of these people have the same pain yeah i'll just create the product that solves the pain and just tell them go buy the product yeah yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's that. Made it, it super is, successful. Out of it that. is just that simple. You you are feeding feeding a starving crowd, and that's what mm-hmm. she does all the time. And people rave about her product because it it meets that need. Yeah, they've had their it's pain, priced perfectly. Yeah, yeah, they've had their pain removed, so yeah. they just they just rave about it because the next person that's going, oh, I really need it. They go, oh, I know who. Yeah, <laughs> and they just yeah. sell it for you. So yes, finding complaints in forums, um, and then the last one is surveys in groups. So again, very similar. Um, kind of finding those pain points in groups but also survey people you know it's very easy to create a little survey on on facebook it's just one of the options when you put up a post maybe you might want to run it by the the group admin uh depends on the kind of rules always or... always run it by the group okay, admins. Fair enough. <laughs> group admins can be hitlers and and, and and if you're a group admin i'm talking to you because most of you are most of you are yeah like, i'm not but no, we have group. the Smiling Entrepreneurs group, which is tiny right now. But so also need... the travel group. I'm quite chilled in the travel group. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you're not part, if you're listening to this or watching this and you're not in the Smiling Entrepreneurs group, you need to be in the Smiling Entrepreneurs group. But um, but we're Why pretty chilled. did you chilled. do this? Is it not a real did group? Did I do that? It, it's a real group. <laughs> For anyone listening, I was putting my fingers in the air. a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Um, so, yeah, it's... Like always ask admins because you can get nasty surprise with admins in groups. Yeah, anything that looks slightly promotional or fishing for something, you just don't want the hassle. Yeah, so if you get permission in the group, mm. uh, then you can just just ask people questions. You know, um, not I'm thinking of selling this product or setting up this service or whatever. And would you like A, B, or C? You know that that's not what you're looking for and you won't really get a lot of responses either it's it's you want to be like we've said in other uh, podcast episodes how how can you serve so um looking for i don't know a better example of that would be i don't know um my sister has a problem with xyz 
what would you recommend is the best solution or, or mm. have you had a similar problem or something along those lines so you're getting much more under the skin of whatever the issue is and, and that you can solve well and you should also be doing it constantly with your existing customers yeah like you should be constantly seeking feedback from your existing customers in terms of okay what aspects of the service or product do they love mm. from you and you and you don't necessarily, i mean i'm personally i hate surveys I get the amount of times I get an email saying, complete our survey. I don't care what they're offering. I'm never going to complete their survey. It's just I'm not interested. But if if, if they did it in a more intelligent way, so for example, if, if I'm... Huh? Quizzes, what we said the other day. Well, quizzes is a good way, <clears throat> but another way is, is to say, look, okay, say say um, like my, sis, uh, my sister has a... She makes candles and sells candles really successfully. Uh, it's called Bosa, B-O-S-A, candles. And they're all very nice and lovely and everything else. And part of what she does is she has a subscription model to it. So one intelligent way of continually engaging her client base might be to go to all her clients and say, look, love the fact that you're part of a subscription service and you're, you're getting these different scents for candles and everything else. I really want to serve you better. Tell me which ones um, that you guys love the most and I'll discount them. Mm. And um, and if she gets feedback that all says the same blooming scent, mm. she can discount, she can one wow them by giving them a discount for it. But so they feel they're getting a direct mm. benefit for actually answering the question in the first place. But the other thing it does for her is she can now take that scent that everybody loves and make it the number one product she yeah. sells to every new customer because she knows her existing customer base has already qualified that as the number one yeah. reason why they buy it. And Well, um, Amanda did it as well the other day. Amanda um, is my PR mentor. and she, Well, we had her as a guest on the podcast. Yeah, um, and she... Uh, Amanda Fitzgerald, if you want and to know anything about PR, it's on one of our episodes. It's a couple of weeks before Christmas, wasn't it? But I can't remember what the... Um, Episode number was. Oh no, it was after Christmas. It was a week after Christmas. It, nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. This is like just three look, years' time. Yeah, people are like, which Christmas you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, Kate? Uh, just look for Amanda Fitzgerald in the name of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she, she put on her Facebook group, which obviously I'm part of, um, just a few days ago. Like, um, and it, again, it's you keep things short. You know, you, you don't want to. You don't want people's you know, asking for too much for people's time, but she, she just put, what's the number one reason that you came to me in the first right. place? Um, and it was like, obviously for PR, it was like, it, was it to build your confidence? Was it, it was just a multiple choice thing, you yeah. know, take which one? Uh, was it because you, you don't know where to start in terms of finding press? Was, yeah. you know, all these different things, what's the number one reason you came to work with me? Yeah. Uh, you know, as soon as she's got all those answers, that's what goes front and centre of our website. Exactly. I can help you with this. We well, should be asking that of your customers all the time. Yeah. I mean, we should be asking that of our Smiley Booth customers. Yeah. It's and the say it customers and yeah. all this kind of stuff. It's that's a really brilliant bloody question yeah. to ask because that's the copywriting for your all your marketing literature, all your adwords when you do your adwords campaigns, video testimonials, video testimonials, <laughs> which you should be using say it for by the way. Um, but yeah, all of that stuff is um, yes, invaluable. Your customers have all the answers. Mm-hmm. You're just not listening to them. But if you haven't got customers, if you're looking at a new product or service or you're setting up something completely different, ask other people's customers. That's mm-hmm. it's the, you know, look 
if you can't ask directly, then just, just do the research and you'll find the answers because there's enough forums and ratings and reviews and everything out there that you can find that information. Well, that's the case with nearly every successful business you ever hear of, isn't it? Nine times out of, well, 99.9% of the time, they're not creating something that's brand new. No. There's never, there's, there's never a product or service that comes out there that nobody's never seen before. No. There's, well, that's a double negative. <laughs> nobody's ever seen before. Ever seen before. <laughs> nobody's never seen, so everybody's seen it now. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so you get what I'm trying to say. So the point is that everything is an iteration. It just happens. It just so happens that the iteration solves a bigger problem. It's, it's a familiar... Or solves it better. Solves it better, and it's and in fact... It's way better. You have way more chance of rapid growth if you are just an iteration of yeah. rather than a new to. Yeah, absolutely. Because people have already some familiarity to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So they can, they can, they've already worked out all the pros and cons before you've even entered on the scene. They, they know that bit. Yeah. They just, and, and the fact that you've got this other extra bit just makes them love it more. Yeah, never be afraid of a few competitors. It's the best thing. Whenever, oh, it's the best thing in the world, yeah. When we, started both Smiley Booth and Say It when people have said to us, oh, you know, so-and-so is doing that now or I've seen something similar to you. I'm like, yay! Thank God, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world trying to create um, a new buying habit, a new a new process for people because there's a, there's a right amount of distrust for that because mm. you as a business owner have got too much to learn and they've got too much to lose. Mm. They don't need it and and... Nor do you, to be honest. Yeah. Just an iteration. And an iteration can be just answering one very small question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So go find your starving crowd. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. And we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good evening. Bye.